0: Splash, 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 a sail, splash, a sail. Welcome to the Splash Ass Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap the Pete and Sebastian Show, episode 572 with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Manascalco. And we're back to the basics, back to the basics. Just the boys, just the two of them, just the two of us. Um. Yeah, I'm not complaining, okay? I don't care if you have guests. I don't care if it's just you two. I don't care if Pete was too hungover and he wanted to sleep all day and it was just Sebastian. It doesn't matter. Actually, it does, it does. And Pete would never do that. Oh my God, he's so professional. He was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, um... Well, bright eyed, like bloodshot bright, like bright red as in like that bloodshot and then probably like a bush light in his tail, like between his legs. So I don't know. There's just uh, hair of the dog. I don't know. Um, yeah, so they're back at Sebastian's podcast studio. I guess it's, is it both of their studio? Just Sebastian's? Does he use it for other projects? More voiceovers for Super Mario Brothers movies where the entire plot line is Bowser being mad that Princess Peach won't marry him so he wants to destroy the whole kingdom? Gross. No, I'm sorry. I guess that's your revenue stream, but... What a weird plot. All right, so um moving on, Sebastian did a recap of his own about their journey home from the cheese shop in an Uber oh my God, I cannot wait for like the Uber tell all reality show. Like, I just want confessionals from Uber drivers. Like, what What do you mean an Uber driver drove them home? What do you mean? Wasn't Patrick with you? Patrick, load them up in your sketchy van or whatever. Oh, you know, like, why are they driving with an Uber driver? And... How jealous are we all of that Uber driver to get to be with a hammered Pete and a tipsy Sebastian? Like, that must have been hilarious. Come on, they're already hilarious, but that's just, uh, what a treat. What a treat. And yeah, that's definitely going to be a show pretty soon. So as Sebastian's telling the story, though, he's like, yeah, so we get an Uber ride back from the cheese shop. And we got home and kind of fell into the pool by accident. It was a great time. And I was like, what the fuck, sir? What the, do you want to check your verbiage? Like, what an interesting term to use. You fell into the pool. Like, I get what it means. Like, people say it all the time. Like, oh, I didn't mean to cheat. I just fell onto their dick. Like, I, you know, like, it's just a common excuse. And, but like, normally it's like, Oh, I got home and fell right into bed. Not, I fell into the pool. That makes me think that a fucking murder took place or, or you're too drunk and you stumbled around and you tripped and then you were like, oh, suff- like drought suffocating in the pool. <laughs> Isn't suffocating the opposite of drowning? Like drowning is too much into your stream and suffocating nothing can get into your streams. I don't know. That's It's a lot of streams. It's more streams than I get for this pod. ba dum bum all right, so um, yeah, it, but there's just like, yeah, very interesting choice. You fell into the pool, okay, but I'm glad that you're all safe and sound, especially because they went through three bottles of wine at the cheese shop. Then they had another three bottles minimum poolside. Oh my god, I just all right. So it was Sebastian, Lana, and Pete Corielli on a September. I'm gonna guess it was September. You never know with these things. They shoot them far in advance. Could have been an August night. Whatever. I still is summer well maybe it's not anymore is it officially no longer summer when does summer end wake me up when september oh it ended saturday all right ding dong the summer's gone fuck that shit it didn't last long okay so that's what she said um so uh, why? I don't normally, I'm not normally so vulgar, but I guess I am. So either way, it was a gorgeous California, beautiful night out by the pool. You got Petey Smash and Lana. Like, I just hope that they each had their own bottle of wine and there were no glasses involved. And they just keep it classy the way you do on a summer night with your BFFs. You know, you just bottle to the face. That's the way to be. But... Um, either way, it just sounds like one giant hangover. So I'm very glad to not, you know, when you hear people talk about their nights like that and for a second you're jealous, like you get a little FOMO, like, oh my gosh, they must've had so much fun. But then you hear about Pete's state of the union the next morning. (laughs) The next morning and you're like, oh, damn, I'm so happy that I wasn't there. I know the invite wasn't extended, (laughs) but um, either way, I'm just happy that I woke up um, without vomiting 70 times in a row. All right. Yeah. So even though Sebastian had so much fun the night before, he obviously had to roast Pete. Come on. What do you expect from him? No, Pete got (laughs) toasted and roasted this trip. That's for sure. No. So Sebastian was like, all right, Pete, here's the problem I have with you. Here's the, here's, I should, I wish I could edit that line. Here's the millionth problem of the day that I have with you. <laughs> and Pete, the Pete's response. though, all right, he goes, he goes like this. He goes, really, really, really? Like, like, the way he says it, it was like he already heard what the problem was and he couldn't believe that it was a problem. And he was like, really? Like, really? That annoyed you? That annoyed you? But he doesn't know what it is yet that annoyed Sebastian. But already Pete knows him so well at this point that he already knows it's going to be something so ridiculous that he's already annoyed at however date it's all going to be. It was great. I love. Don't you love watching friends banter back and forth? So, um, Sebastian, and it all ended up being over white wine. Sebastian, yeah, Pete doesn't, thinks he's better than white wine and Pete confirmed it. So that's facts now in the vault, but Sebastian did say, uh, yeah, you look like shit the next morning. I don't care what kind of wine you were drinking, like never have wine. I'm never going to have you drink it again because, (laughs) I don't want to ever stumble into my home gym again and think it got raided by a homeless person. Like you did not look okay. You You did not look okay. So walk us through what happened. And Pete was like, I I mean, I vomited, man. I fucking vomited. Like I did not see this coming at all. I didn't see this coming. Even though I drank for a 12 hour straight, and I definitely been known in the past to be a little bit of a pukey Pete a little sensitive Sally of the stomach area and I'm, I'm the same. So I get it, but, yeah. um, I saw it coming. I saw, <laughs> I saw it coming after not the first episode of the cheese shop. It was the second episode where I knew that you were going to film multiple episodes there. And I saw the wine keep going and I knew it was the more. No, I knew a game over game over. I could I could have told you that I should be like um, Cleo. Aunt Cleo. Isn't she like a fortune teller? Except... I can't tell you your fortune unless you're drunk because, um. I don't want you to remember because I'm going to be wrong. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to be wrong. So that's my only requirement. Um, But I honestly, and then Pete like tells this amazing rendition of how his morning went, but I had to fast forward through it all. I can't with all the vomit because like he is too good of a storyteller. He's too good. He's too good that I will have literal sympathy vomit, sympathy vomit if I listen. It reminds me of um, Salt Lake City. They just, one of the housewives, she was vomiting on the Sprinter van and she was like, close the door, close the door. Cause she didn't want the, <laughs> she didn't want the production filming her to like how embarrassing this is pretty much, you know, one of the true rock bottoms you can reach on reality TV. There's there's plenty, there's plenty. But um yeah, so <laughs> she's like, it's, shut the door. And there's other like friends of hers in the van, other housewives like trying to console her but then they didn't know that she was about to throw up and so then she's like shut the door and they're like no what the fuck let me out let me out i'm I'm, I'm gonna get sympathy vomit and start where it's gonna be like that scene in family guy where they're all just projectile vomiting on each other forever oh i literally almost projectile vomited on my tv screen watching that family guy scene like it's it's a thing so good job pete with all those details now then sebastian (laughs) with his own details again about how pete was um not only looking like he was homeless inside of the gym this morning but then sebastian found (laughs) it's not funny um he found pete's encampment is that the right word enca- yeah, his encampment set up right outside of his bedroom, like basically there was a garbage area <laughs> outside as if it was at a fucking hotel, and because if you don't know again, I don't know why you're here, but I'm so grateful, please i don't don't leave, don't leave, I love you, thank you for being here, I love you, but um i um. So yeah, Pete's staying at Sebastian's house. They're having a slumber party, and so Pete is treating it like it's a fucking hotel. And you put your trash outside the door, and then what? Who who's gonna who's gonna come and clean it up? The kids? The kids? No. Sebastian no it's obviously the housekeeper um but yeah it also with that with a hotel like isn't that kind of nasty isn't that nasty like shouldn't they give you a cover like a, a some type of covering like a plastic that, to put over your food tray so that other people i guess they do right those silver platters but then people have their napkins and everything on top so then you had this beautiful night out you're walking through this beautiful hotel and And all of a sudden, there's just like a line of people's nasty trays with their ketchup stained napkins everywhere and their lipstick smudged glasses. And that's all as you walk down the hallway. And like, I have impulse control issues just saying that scenario out loud. I can picture it. And if I had as much wine in me as Pete and Sebastian did, (laughs) I would totally just want to pick up one of the, I would want to break side, like to break things. I know, I try, I try not to. I have the same ogre quality that Pete has, but we'll get to that. We'll... <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm just saying that it's just a weird, it's a weird system to leave your shit right outside of your door of your hotel room. All right, moving on. But the way, actually, that Sebastian tells stories about Pete, I... I guess we're about to do a National Lampoon Christmas Vacation reference, two podcasts in a row now. Okay, that's a new uh streak that I wasn't prepared for. But it's like Sebastian is Chevy Chase. Chevy? Chevy Chase? Chevy. Chevy. Put the Chevy on the heavy... But the Chevy and the Levy, but the Levy was... All right. Um, Chevy, Chevy. And Pete is Uncle Eddie. Chevy and Eddie. Uh, yeah, so, but like... You know how Eddie Griswold, he he pulls up with his family in the trailer to Clark Griswold's beautiful house all strung out in lights and all decorated and all that, that. And Eddie's with his, like, giant shitter and draining the sewage pump into the city water. And he's just like, I'm here, Clarky." Like, that's how... Sebastian makes Pete appear as if he's uncle Eddie. And <laughs> I just, I know that Pete is also Clark as well. <laughs> he's got it all. All right. So then Patrick out of nowhere, Patrick got a pedestal for Pete's feet. What the Pete's feet? What the fuck? Um, but I mean, if Patrick wants to be on screen, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell him no. And if that wasn't Patrick, I don't know who was on screen for a, a quick second, but Whatever they can come back, they can come back. That would be okay. And sorry if you're um married and whatever, then or even date like dating. Like I take it all back. Um, but actually, that pedestal that was, I think it was potentially Patrick put down for it was for um Pete. That's the kind of thing put that over your food tray in a hotel cuz that would cover it was like a plastic bin but that flipped upside down that would cover all of your glassware and napkins as well I'm a problem solver and you can obviously make it fancier and all that you know you know So, um, and talk about fancy. Then they talk about how nice Sebastian's house is. And you can instantly tell he's rich without even moving past the set of the cast. Like, if you just watch their YouTube video, it's just them two sitting there. They also, by the way, change tables without saying anything. Like, every single episode it's it's like there's either a new location or a seat switch or a new decor or all of a sudden you got rid of this giant marble surfboard table and now there's just like a minuscule one in between there's a nightstand now in between you guys it was just there's a, a fern between two gullies the fern gullies but the way to tell that somebody's rich and again all you can see on screen is Sebastian, Pete and their logo behind them in a gold frame, like a giant gold picture frame. And at first, when you look at their like logo, you're like, is that painted on? Is that whatever? No, it's digital. It's a digital screen because rich, I learned this from the rich people that I know. They, they put a free, an actual gold picture frame To frame their TV so that it looks like a picture, but it is actually your TV and it looks... It actually looks really good. Like, especially in the people I know, their house. uh, Yeah, it looks amazing on their wall. And so it's a brilliant idea. And it's actually really easy for anybody to do. Like, any normie, any peasant, you just want to go to Hobby Lobby, get some spray paint, get some this and that. I bet uh, Pete, you'll run into Pete Corielli and Uncle Eddie Griswold, both of them down there trying to do the same thing. And you can build one yourself at home. Again, spray paint whatever and yeah or just buy buy one that works too but then it's like you watch tv and yeah you're it's just like a gold frame tv and it just looks kind of cool so that's how i already knew sebastian was rich before we even left the set Now, moving on. Actually, Sebastian can't move on. He cannot move on in the cast because he's bothered. He's bothered by Pete's use of a napkin as a coaster. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? No, Pete was like, look, I don't even like using a coaster in the first place. So even if you had one, I still like my napkin. And Sebastian's like, yeah, but I'm not like regular motherfucking people, okay? I got one specifically designed to that mug. The bottom circumference, to coaster ratio, that's perfect for an ogre like you who spills everywhere. You're a liability in my house. I've been holding my tongue forever, and if you don't use this goddamn coaster, I might smash it over your goddamn head before you leave. No, I'm. Oh my God, was that? I'm. I like can feel a little bit of um, Sebastian's aggression. So it was micro micro aggressions towards Pete, but <laughs> I was channeling them through. So. <laughs> I just wanted to say, because I totally agree with Pete. Now, Sebastian, sure. He might have custom uh, might. He definitely has custom coasters and all of that. But for most coaster users, most coaster sets, they're just squares. They're just squares. Can you spare a square? Yeah. Here's a fucking coaster. And, When you put a mug on it or something, like especially with the humidity in New England, all the condensation from the glass, it dribbles on down from the coaster and then it just dribbles onto the table. Or if it stays on the coaster, then you have to wipe the coaster anyways with a napkin. So why not just eliminate the coaster, have the napkin down? I agree, Pete. I fucking agree, okay? But again, I am an ogre like you, so I would spill too. (laughs) But really like why then I was like, why don't coasters have an edge to them? Let's get some fucking edgy coasters, okay? I want them in eyeliner. I want them to have ear piercings. I want no, no. I like how that's my idea of edgy. I can't even like think on the spot. I want them to have a mohawk my that would be cool a coaster with a mohawk I don't know how that would work not really functional but (laughs) I'm more into style so um yeah but like why don't they have why isn't it like more of like bumpers on the edge you know wouldn't that make that would make sense then I might use a coaster if it's just a square no ma'am no ma'am all right so then Pete then Pete goes oh my god Sebastian if you're like this with me imagine how you'll be with the dog that you think you're going to get soon like no you're not you're going to get a dog and he's going to pee on the carpet and you're going to throw the dog and the carpet out like you can't do that you can't do that but it just made me st- <laughs> oh my god P, I i love you so much but but <laughs> you know it's going to be good when there's a butt um you know how people are like A dog is great training before you have a kid, you know, teaching you responsibility and how to clean up the messes and all of that. Yeah, well, a Pete, a Pete is good training before you have a dog. Sebastian is living a reverse Benjamin Button. Like, usually you go from having friends sleepover to getting a dog to then having kids. But instead, Sebastian already has kids. He wants a dog. And he's now having his friend Pete sleep over to prepare himself. <laughs> to prepare himself and he really has a long way to go because he did S- Sebastian almost had a mini heart attack when Pete spilled and it wasn't it's, this is the thing a coaster wouldn't have even fucking mattered it wouldn't have even fucking mattered because Pete almost spilled all while he, while he was holding the mug in his own paws <laughs> in his own ogre mitts <laughs> And so it's almost spilled over the new fucking furniture that just popped up over the past 10 minutes. I like, do they have like um, college hunk movers ready with like a set change every five? I just don't get where all of these like heavy marble tables are being moved to. And these new set designs just coming up out of nowhere, pop up shop. So then Pete tells us about a foreign film he watched with subtitles and actually loved it. It's called The Wave. And it's about, um, I guess, in Norwegia. (laughs) Norway. What the? That was you. That was not me. I didn't say Norwegia. You fucking did. What the fuck? (laughs) Stop it. No. (laughs) Because I was reading Norwegian, all right? Is Norwegia not a place? It is. All right, it's Norway. So you learn something new every day, people. All right, we can't win them all. So, um, yeah, back in Norway, there was a tsunami that came out of nowhere and like wiped out a town. And then they rebuilt, but the tsunami's going to come back again. This is all true, true stories. So the tsunami's going to come back again, but I guess they have an alarm system this time. So they'll have a 5 minute warning. Like what the fuck? What the how about we just find a new place to live, okay? I lived out in Montana. Do you know how much fucking land is there? I've I, I've seen land yonder out yonder for acres and I don't what's higher than an acre? I'm really showing my intelligence through this podcast. Like actually no, you know what I say? You can't know it all, all right? So sometimes you got to learn on the spot. What is higher than an acre? A hectare. How the fuck would I have known a hectare? Fucking hectar skelter scout Scalthar. All right, so what was I saying? Oh, the foreign film. I was just so mad because I looked it up, the set, because when Pete was talking about it and I found out it was a true story, I was like, this is fascinating. So I instantly Googled it, but he watched the movie and I wanted to see if there was a documentary on it because I can't with movies. Like, I just, I can't with actors. I'm so sorry. I love actors out there. I just see through it. It's so hard to not see fake. It's just not, it's just so hard to take actors seriously for me so um there's no documentary on it yet though what the fuck how is there no documentary so if you're a documentarist out there document i'm i'm gonna stop talking that's a word documentarist documentarian it's been a long day it's been a long day all right so my whole point was that um Everyone in Pete's life, like his wife, Jackie, she said, no, thanks to the subtitles. Um, Sebastian, he said, no, thanks to watching a movie with the subtitles. No love. Subtitles can't get no love. But I do watch this one show. And for some reason, the closed captioning, (laughs) it always pops on and they're 30 seconds ahead. So I know what they're going to say 30 seconds ahead of time. And I won't I just like I find it fascinating because when I read the dialogue, I'm like, how would that ever happen? Like the scene will be at a bookstore and all of a sudden the closed captionings will say, Don't stick your finger in that ramen soup or something. You're like, what the fuck? How are we about to go from the bookstore to ramen soup? And then somehow it happens. So it's kind of, it's just fun. It's like living in the future and the present at the same time crazy. All right, so moving on, then Sebastian mentions the infamous cheese plate. They've been trying to give out a gift to their guests and no one wants it. Y- yeah, no shit, because you're giving them fucking food. What I'm so baffled by this. All right. So Sebastian again, he's a host extraordinaire. He Has such high standards. So does Pete, obviously, obviously. Love you, Pete. Even if you set up homeless encampments outside of your friend's bedroom doors. (laughs) I just picture him, like, getting in his rental car to head back to New York. And it's just, like, a stick with, like, a bandana tied at the end of it. And he's like, hi-ho, hi-ho. It's back to home we go. I love you so much, Pete. Okay, so... For Sebastian to be shocked that his she's plate idea isn't going over as well as he thought, because Pete would never do this. He didn't know. This is Sebastian written all over it. Sebastian thought if... I get my guests an exquisite meat and cheese plate curated from my local butcher. Then this is going to go over so well. People will rave about it forever. We'll get even more pride. It'll go live on and on in the podcast community. The top celebrities will be begging to be on our show because they just want our meat and cheese platter. Or so Sebastian thought, but who the fuck would think that? Who the, like you know better, Sebastian? I'm. We're gonna go with Seb, all right? I need I need a break from all this mouth. Pete has real vomit. I have word vomit. But Seb, come on, come on! If somebody gave you a plate of cut up food with plastic wrap over it, you're telling me that you'd be excited to take that home and eat it and eat it when it's not even like you, it's not like you went to the butcher and he delivered that to your hand specifically. It's like you went to, a, say you went to Burt Kreischer's house and he gave you a meat and cheese. Would you leave with it? Would you, or would you be like, there's an, a nipple hair on here somewhere and I just don't want to play that game. I'm not, I don't want like, were they wearing gloves when they cut this meat? Do we know if it's safe or not? How long has this cheese been sitting out? Is it like, if it's pre-cut already, then is it like hard on the outside? You know when it gets the hard shell and then you have to like cut off a layer first just to get the freshness again see there's just a lot of a lot of layers to it okay so i am shocked that you're shocked seb and run your ideas by me next time okay especially you're in los angeles what the fuck why would people want to go home with a giant platter of meat and cheese meat and potatoes what the fu- like Nah, no. give them a nice bottle of wine give them a green juice give them a lemon tree give them something more health conscious you know again and we're about to go into the holiday season. As Jeff Lewis says, we've been making some chubby choices. Some ch- and it's fine. We're okay with that. But yeah, it's about time that we take our health back into the forefront. So for you to just shove a giant, like 50 pounds of meat and cheese into somebody's lap. Yeah. I'd be disgusted too. <laughs> I know that, uh, who was it? I I wanted to say Aaron Burr, Bill Burr. <laughs> Didn't Aaron Burr shoot somebody? Yep, because we do know our history over here. Aaron Burr, who'd you shoot, little guy? Who'd you shoot, little buddy? <gasps> oh, you got shot. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Alexander Hamilton shot you. Is that what the whole play Hamilton's about? <laughs> no, don't even tell me that. What's the play Hamilton about? You guys are going to learn with me. It is. It's about Alex. it's a wow. So it must include a shooting of Aaron Burr. That's crazy. And Aaron Burr has to be a descendant or Bill Burr has to be a descendant. So then would Aaron Burr be an ascendant, an ascendant of Bill Burr? And then Bill Burr's a descendant of him. More questions. Maybe I do need, I need a produ- I need my own producer of sorts because I, my cats never know the right fucking answer. They always tell me the wrong thing and it's getting annoying. It's embarrassing to trust them. Wait, I have the perfect present to give out. Okay. If you don't want to do wine, because again, alcohol, you never know who's trying to lay off the booze. Probably everybody should be at this point. There's just been a lot in the air. So... This actually might be a horrible alternative because it does, I guess, technically involve gambling, but... To me, it's a safer bet. I'm just, what about scratchies? Some scratch tickets. I'm telling you, it is the gift that keeps on giving. It's the best gift ever because a lot of people don't buy them for themselves, but who would not love to get free fucking money? What the what? All right. So you could actually just give them cash. You could just, or maybe, and maybe you do. Maybe you do give your guests cash and pay them, but then you also thought like the meat and cheese plate on top of that would go over well. and it under delivered for sure. So, but it was a great, it's a great memory to have about, (laughs) about the first gift that you ever tried to get for your guests. But yeah, again, I would recommend either scratch tickets or straight up cash. And again, if you give them cash, just give them more, give them, then give them more. Cause you know that they were all, any single person that got that cheese plate was staring at it thinking, How much fucking money did they spend on this shit? How much fucking money did they spend on this shit and give me that $60 right now? Like, what the, why? Again, I don't want this seven day old prosciutto from a stranger. Like, it's just, that's just not my thing. And we get it. We all, it's not a lot of our things. So, (laughs) all right. So although Sebastian is, (laughs) he's most definitely trying to house train Pete in preparation for when he has to house train his dog. (laughs) But if you thought that Pete's behavior being ranked below a dog was bad, don't worry, don't worry. Sebastian has other friends that are even worse because the only thing that is more atrocious to Sebastian Maniscalco than a messy friend... Is a boring friend. Boring. I agree. We're here for a fucking good time and a long time. And a lo- <laughs> I want it all. I want it all. I want it now, Daddy. Um, but yeah, so now they both have training to do and Seb wants Pete to come and train his other friends on how to be a good fucking time. How to just jump, fall into the pool and chug some wine and eat some sushi and let all the wasabi float into the shallow end. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But then Pete goes inside and makes a mess in Sebastian's house. And that helps to train Sebastian on how to get ready for a dog. Boom. Boom. It's just the circle of life. The circle of life. Life. Just like that. Okay, the one last thing for the Pete and Sebastian show, it has nothing to do with what they actually talked about. But (laughs) I was thinking of this the other day and they've talked previously on a different cast about like how medical commercials can be so obnoxious and extravagant and just how they hired the actors for it and all this stuff. So I was listening the other day. This commercial comes on for a colon cancer screening kit at home. And there was a disclaimer at the end that said, false positives and false negatives may occur. Please consult your doctor false negatives and false. All right. All right. So I get one or the other, but if you have false positives and false negatives, doesn't that just mean that your product doesn't fucking work? Doesn't it mean it doesn't fucking work? Like if sometimes it says it's no, and sometimes it says it's yes. And what? Like I smell Theranos in the air. I smell a little drop of blood. And yeah, that sounds like a fucking shit show in the making because how can you send people home with a kit to screen for colon cancer but that kit might tell you you do have it when you don't and it also might tell you you don't have it when you do then what's the fucking point of it what <laughs> like you can have one or the other you can have accidental false positives or accidental but you don't get to do both again then it just null and void cancels each other out and yeah just go to your doctor anyways if you're going to have to and how would you ever know if it's a false positive or negative how do you know- if it's a fault unless you actually have can- either way you'd have to go to your doctor to- yeah all right so it just got me a little riled up and i thought pete and sebastian would appreciate it i don't know i just know that i appreciate you guys so fucking much had the best day ever we'll be back at the end of the week with a jeff lewis live recap and oh my god i miss you already all right love you so much bye splash, splash, splash.